Welcome to Front and Center, the podcast created by Forefront, a sports and entertainment marketing agency specializing in analytics, digital, innovation, and partnerships. I am your host, Joe Zolo, the marketing coordinator at Forefront, and joining me today is our vice president of digital, one Heather Klein. Heather, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And what we have here today is we are demystifying digital course sticking on theme with that spooky season of Halloween in October and I guess we'll just jump right into it Heather so there's a lot about digital just give us a quick overview of exactly what can digital do for anyone listening so digital is laser targeted advertising Um, you know your basic traditional media you know you've got your TV your radio you're out of home this is how you're able to really target those audiences more specifically through their mobile devices thinking of display as just really a mobile out-of-home billboard. I see teams using digital both as a way to engage their fans and get them excited about their teams. I see selling tickets. I also see as an opportunity to help teams use their brand to help other brands build those sponsorship packages through digital media as a way to extend their audience. One thing that a lot of people may not know about is digital out-of-home, and this is something that I hear you always talking about and you love talking about it. What is digital out of home and why is it maybe so important for teams to possibly look at for their future to help them either build fan bases or get more people in the stadium? Really good question. I do love digital out of home. My background actually comes from traditional media planning and I love out of home. I believe it is the one medium that you cannot avoid. It's always in your face. It really subliminally tells you what you want to know or what you need to know. Now, take that one step further. There's a lot of waste in out of home. There's a lot of eyeballs that you don't need that you're paying a premium for because they're highly trafficked billboards. What if you could marry the data of where your audience is at a given time of day and pay only at the value that you think you'd have to pay. It's like a remnant rate. Everybody sees those digital out-of-home boards uh, when they're flipping through as they're driving on the highway, say you're in LA, or you're in a bar, restaurant, a gym, you're at a gas station. All of those videos can be now bought programmatically in-house. One of the things that Forefront does a really great job of is we only run digital media where we can have hands on the keyboard and total control of what you're doing. So now they've created a platform where you can do that throughout of home. So we can actually make sure that our audience, our fan bases are seeing our ads on the right out of home billboard when they're throughout the course of their day doing what they're doing. So we actually are able to heat map where they are throughout the course of their day to make sure that we're actually reaching them. And it's not being run by a robot or a computer. Everyone here is actually doing it by themselves. So they're actually seeing that real-time data and basically working at it on the spot, correct? Correct. There's actually in um, in the platform that we use the ability to actually track when one of your ads is being served and where it's being served overlaid with your heat map. So there's a lot of really cool data out there. Um, I often get the question like what you're doing is kind of creepy or what are you doing? But at the end of the day, I think it's at the end of the, wouldn't you rather see, you're going to see ads no matter what you're doing, you're going to see ads. Wouldn't you rather see an ad that kind of interests you than an ad that has no relevance to you at all? I mean, we're just helping make sure that the right people are seeing what they want to see. Shifting gears a little bit, we've talked about digital in a broad sense, and we've covered digital out of home. I want to talk about fan network now, and I know you're passionate about this. So why are you so passionate, and why are these fan network campaigns such easy wins for our clients? Certainly. So say you're an NFL football team, and you have a major sponsor, a bank. 
you get those three hours of live game time to have somebody in the stands that's a fan. You know they're a fan because they bought a ticket to go to your game. Fan Network is just the extension of that. It's reaching the fans of the NFL team, marrying their IP with that of the brand that they're trying to help support, so a bank per se. And what you're doing is you're putting it out in the universe to people that you know are interested in the team but that also have a need for a new bank, be it they recently got married, be that they are just graduated from college. Say they just want to switch banks because they're not happy. All of that, you're able to find third-party data to marry with that fan network to ensure that you're reaching the right audience. Again, with that pro-branded, that co-branded message that says I'm both that this team supports that bank. And is that both obviously beneficial for the team because if – they're interacting with the team, obviously beneficial for them. But what about that sponsor or corporate partner? How does that help even the partnerships team maybe say, hey, we have this in place to where you're not just seen inside of our 80,000 seats inside the stadium, but you're also seen on Facebook, throughout Google, on Instagram ads, co-branded with our team. Does that help the partnerships team in any way between digital kind of that marriage a hundred percent that's exactly what it does uh, another term we use when we're talking about the fan network is audience extension you're just literally extending that reach with that audience the cpms that one pays to have a banner in a stadium are high because you're paying for that value of that team tie-in uh, what if you could pay much lower cpms and just continue to extend that connection that you've made already within the stands what I would say is that basically what we want to do is understand the brand that the team is trying to work with. Then we want to understand the um, fan network and where the intersection between both people in the market for the brand uh, and to engage with that brand as well as people that are fans of the team. Uh, making sure that that audience size is big enough. We want to make sure that there are enough people that we can hit with that message. And then make sure that we're picking the right creative. We want to make sure that if we're reaching those fans at the right time, at the right place, that we're also hitting them with the correct message. And how much does analytics sort of play into that? Because Forefront, we don't just do digital. There's an analytics side of things. And obviously knowing who your fans are, does that sort of help you and your team kind of know okay, here's where we need to market towards them? A hundred percent. Everything we do on the digital side of things begins and ends with analytics. So when we're defining our audience, when we're defining our audience size, and we're defining which media tactics make the most sense, we use our um, analytics platform um, to determine those audiences. Now, on the back end, when we're optimizing a campaign, when we're writing wrap-ups of campaigns, when we're thinking of things we should have been doing differently, all of that we're looking at through the lens of our analytics team's dashboard that they've created for us that allows us to look at all channels holistically at one time. So we make sure that we are optimizing every decision we make is data driven. Heather, that was incredibly insightful. But of mm -hmm. course, we're a little fun here at Forefront. And what would be Forefront without four random questions? Of course, none of this has to do with digital, with your job whatsoever <laughs> or Forefront. So me having been here, knowing you a little bit personally, knowing you have gone to Vanderbilt University, a graduate in Nashville, Tennessee, correct? Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Vanderbilt sports moment? Doesn't have to be when you were attending Vanderbilt, but anything since you have basically been a graduate of Vanderbilt University. I would say um, my biggest moment was probably attending um, Vanderbilt's first football bowl game. Um, it was a really big deal. We were able to go back to Nashville. We won, which was amazing. It was a uh, it was just an amazing moment to be a part of something for a team that had not traditionally been that um, strong at football. 
Now, is is that something you're hoping for this year? Is Vanderbilt <laughs> going to make a bowl game this year? Uh, fingers crossed always, but you never know. Uh, more of a baseball team. Looking forward to baseball season. Second question. You are a big reality TV show fan. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite bachelor of all time? Uh, that's a, that is really, um, I'm going to go back way to the beginning roots of the show, but Andrew Firestone was my favorite bachelor of all time. What year was, uh, I'm not a bachelor fan. I don't know if you remember the year or the season that the bachelor that was, but he was the third season of the show. I do believe third or fourth, but I loved him. I loved his final four women and I loved the girl that he picked. who went on to be a bachelorette herself. It was a great season. And we'll flip it to the other side. Who's your favorite bachelorette? Um, oh, definitely Deanna Pappas. She was the most entertaining. Um, I really got a kick out of her and all the drama that just ensued in her season. And third question, you are a mother of two children. Mm -hmm. And I guess either one of them or both of them, the funniest thing one of them has ever done or has ever said can either be both of them or uh, Will or L one of them uh, by themselves. (laughs) Actually, this is a really funny story. It involves both of them. So uh, just the other day, we took them to a pumpkin patch and my daughter L got super excited about picking out pumpkins. I've never seen anyone so excited to pick up a pumpkin and put it into a wheelbarrow. So she um, she picks this one random yellow pumpkin and she's very excited about it. So we put them in the car and we're, we get home and we're putting them out, laying them out on the um, front steps. And uh, my son, Will, takes her yellow pumpkin to help and put it on the step. And she gets very upset about it. She's two and a half. She's tired. It's been a long day. So we go in the house. Um, all is forgiven. The next morning, I'm taking them um, to school. And we walk outside. And my daughter, Elle, turns to my uh, son, Will, and goes, Will, last night, you took my yellow pumpkin. And you put it right there. And that was not OK. That was my pumpkin. And Will just turned and goes, Sorry. And it was just, it was just adorable because it felt like such a like mature, like weird conversation and she had just held on to it. And that was, um, a couple of days ago and still every day we walk by the house. She goes, that's the yellow pumpkin that Will picked up from the car. And it's just adorable. And uh, we hear those stories all the time and you always <laughs> come in with something funny from either one of them. So I had to ask that question. And then fourth and finally, something I'd actually come across reading, uh, a personal interest story this morning. If you inherited a private jet, so either someone gifted it to you or you had found it and it ended up being yours, the first place you would fly to? Hawaii. That was quick and easy. Why Hawaii? (laughs) I love Hawaii. I love beaches. It's beautiful. It's relaxing and just sitting there watching the ocean. It sounds wonderful. Would it be the main island or one of the smaller ones like Oahu or Maui? I am not biased. Uh, It could be Oahu. It could be the big island. It could be Maui. I'm open. Awesome. And Heather, before we... Head off here. Anything else you would like to add, either on digital or anything we've talked about today? You know, just remember for anyone out there who's interested, there are so many things that you can do in the digital landscape. And it's just don't be afraid to ask the question because there's always a creative solution that can be solved through digital media. If you would like to learn more about digital or any of the solutions offered here at Forefront, just head to the website, teamforefront.com, or you can find us on social media at team underscore Forefront, and that's Forefront with all caps. And remember, along with digital, we do analytics, innovation, and partnerships here at Forefront.